0: podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season. It's not just tongue and cheek Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, J.J. Zach. Welcome, ladies and
1: gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy?
2: I I may be lovely, but I'm not the loveliest in this on this podcast today. Because, of course, as 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 is per, per tradition for LTS, we have Tom Everett Scott with us for our draft. Tom, hey, how how you doing?
0: How you doing guys? What's going on?
1: Not much. I'm ready to 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 kick your ass tonight.
0: Oh, well, let's well, see. Let's see how that goes. I've been studying uh, I've been studying how you draft. So, let's let's see.
1: <laughs> we this is Tom and I Tom and I did do another draft uh, about a week and a half ago together. So, he he, he did see my tendencies a bit. But as Danny alluded to, this is our living the stream listener league draft. Unlike last year, I am not bringing on each participant in this draft because it was an absolute S-show last year when we did that. It, was, it, it, it forced me, to those who, who might remember, it forced me. And I, it, it did force me. It was not my, my my body. My soul escaped from my body as my body made the pick. But I did draft Tory Smith in the sixth round of this 14-team league last year.
2: But, I mean, that wasn't too far off his ADP as far as wide receivers go.
1: No, it wasn't. Look, it wasn't terrible. But is this but... how
0: you guys are trying to like explain, justify how you didn't make the playoffs? in the we didn't,
1: league. we didn't, we didn't last year. We didn't. We'll you did. Nor did nor the... Did you not? Tell... I could. I couldn't no, remember, remember if you didn't.
0: I came within like, a fraction of a point. You were gonna let me in if I scored an exact number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> right. That's right. You were. You. So the way that the rules work is six teams make the playoffs of the 14s. this is a fourteen team league. It's. It's. It's deep. Um, but and there 's some flex spots i 'll talk about that as the draft is going on, but uh the way that the playoffs work is that the top two from each division will make the playoffs automatically, and then the best record that 's not in will make it, and then the most points scored uh that 's not in and out of those five or out of the rest of the league will then make it and I believe Tom, you were like most points scored but didn 't have the record or vice versa like you were you basically should have gotten into the league in, in most instances, but given the rules of how the playoffs worked. You didn't, but look. Let's be honest. You weren't winning the championship anyway.
0: Wow, wow, that's brutal. Okay, well, let it's, it's a new year.
1: It is. It's a new year, and and uh, Nico Pit- Pitra, uh, Nikolai, our our buddy who won last year, is in the draft this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some. Uh, he's drafting seventh tonight. Oh. There were some question marks if he was gonna going to be able to make the draft or not because of the hashtag eclipse 2017 that was going on what because of of traffic in his town because apparently his town was a totality town and (laughs) and that was that was happening but he made it everything's good and we are good to go we only have a couple minutes before the draft starts Denny let's just get out of the way because we're probably gonna forget we do have one of two sponsors to talk about right now
2: yes that's right Uh, draft day our draft day our special draft day with with Tom is uh, sponsored by Apex Fantasy Leagues, the best place to play season-long fantasy football for money. With a skill-based format and industry-leading payouts, Apex ensures that the best fantasy players win big. So give it a try. We love it. I'm sure you'll love it. Go to apexfantasyleagues.com.
1: So, Tom, what are you working on right now? I've been watching I'm Sorry a lot. Uh, That's been amazingly funny like not not to be it's just it's been way funnier than i even thought it would be it's a very I, very funny show
0: it is that's, It's funnier than i thought it would be that's
1: yeah that's not a backhanded compliment that's a that's no. a true like like you don't you don't know going into the into shows especially like just like you know it's on true tv you're not always you don't always know
0: yeah you don't know if it's gonna be funny just because it's true
1: you guys, you guys are hilarious on that show. Oh, like, I, yeah. I, I die of laughter watching
0: that. I'm so glad you like it. Um, I'm really glad you're enjoying it. We had so much fun making it. We did uh, 10 episodes. They're airing now. I think we're in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great. Just got uh, renewed for season two, which we will begin this fall, I guess, writing and then shooting next spring. But um, it's, it's one of the greatest experiences I've had. It's, it's so much fun working with Andrea Savage, who is the creator of the show and the star of the show.
1: Yeah, she's very hilarious. I
2: uh uh I, I think that you all play well off of each other. Uh you know, like her high strung ways are perfect next to like your like mellow, yes. relaxed uh, character. I think you, you play that you play that to a T. I, I uh uh I feel like I can relate a little bit actually. I... <laughs>
0: I feel like that was my, one of my jobs was to, you know, play that part, that relatable part of the, and also that I am a dad and a husband in real life. So if I couldn't have played that part, I probably should have hung up acting. (laughs) Um, I I just have so much fun doing it. They really let me just kind of like do do my thing. and, And we do a lot of improv on that show. Uh, that's why it's so much fun.
1: Yeah, you can you can tell it's just it's 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 one of those shows where I'm like I'm watching it and like I, I I chuckle a little bit when a joke happens and then like the joke is then taken to a level that I did not expect the joke to be taken to and it's just it's just unbelievable it's a it's a legitimate laugh out loud show
0: and she keeps posting like all those bloopers like all those like uh, <laughs> not bloopers but like extended takes and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, it's great I'm glad that she's doing that it's really fun for the fans to see like the stuff that didn't make the show
1: yeah well on that note. The draft has just begun. I'm tilting. The first pick was David Johnson. That went to Brady Koch. Brady Koch starting with David Johnson. Just so people know, it's a half PPR league. One quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, two flex spots, a defense, and a kicker. Because we can't do leagues without kickers because Denny's in the league.
2: It's a, it's a, legal, it's a legal issue more so than my preference. But yeah.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. And it's also going to be fun uh, to have you guys both on the show tonight because uh, Tom is drafting 8th. And Denny is drafting ninth. So you guys, <laughs> Denny's team name is Team Tilt, and I have a feeling that he's going to be tilting throughout this entire. I already episode. am. Actually, Tom is tenth. I'm ninth.
0: I'm tenth. No, no. I'm I'm, I'm eighth. I'm a whip. I'm American Werewolf in Paris.
1: Oh man, I'm I'm so sorry. Okay, <laughs> you, you thought he was P, you thought he was PST, the only legitimate time zone, but that <laughs> is uh is, is Eric. Eric is is PST, the only legitimate time zone. He's oh, trolling last year's me.
0: Champ is seventh. Oh, who's trolling?
1: Yeah, last year's champion is seventh. So we started D- David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham went to Dave, Antonio Brown to Steve Donovan, Breve Bronovan, and uh, number two, was Le'Veon Bell went to Jeremy Reed.
0: Was that, uh, did Le'Veon go second?
1: Le'Veon went second. Julio oh, yeah, just there went fifth. Then. So no, no surprises so far. Denver no. Schmidt got, got Julio Jones. Denver is a very interesting name. That's, that's probably one of the best names that we have in this, in this league. It's top five. It's an elite name. Denny is probably the worst name that we have in this league. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. <laughs> we have Diego Lopez, who's up right now. Diego.
0: Hey, so I'm picking first in another uh, league. Do you think that David Johnson is the obvious first choice over Le'Veon, or could you go either way?
1: I don't. I have Le'Veon ahead of him, actually. Um, and it's... it. I mean... To me, it just comes down to to touchdown upside. I think. I think he still has. I know that that David Johnson scored all the time last year, but to me, I mean, and on a points per game basis, he was better than David Johnson last year. You know, so I I think you can make. I mean, look, it's a it's a, a pretty much a coin flip, but I I lean Le'Veon slightly.
0: Yeah, me too. What about you, Denny? Same. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I I just.
2: I mean, we. Never seen a full season from Le'Veon, right? I mean, he's never played right. 16 games, so that's the worry. But uh, I mean, if David Johnson's injury was three weeks earlier last year, then we would be hesitant to take him where where he's going because we would think, well, injury, you know, he's injury prone. Like uh... oh, is that Tom, me? Tom's up.
1: Yeah, Tom's up. The the after Julio, Jordy Nelson went sixth overall to Diego, which is. Basically, I mean, essentially, I can understand him being wide receiver, what is it, four? I wouldn't have gone Jordy, but I can at least understand the logic. And then Mike Evans went right after Jordy, which means Tom's sitting here with an interesting choice because clearly this is going to be a wide receiver-heavy draft given the way that things have gone. Uh, you have A.J. Green there, Michael Thomas there. But you could also go the running back route because LaShawn McCoy has fallen to pick eight. So Tom, mm-hmm. is it's it's a win-win situation here. But it's still a situation that's—it's a decision that's not super easy, given the way the start of this draft has gone.
0: Okay, so just to talk through my decision here. Um, so looking at just like the guys that are left and like what might come later and where things fall off, I think I could go—I could go Melvin Gordon here. I've been See looking mean, at him, okay. thinking like he's a good choice here. I think McCoy's still going to be great, but Buffalo's kind of looking weird to me ever since they made those changes. Um, to the point where it gives me concern and everybody else afterwards in a wide receiver kind of, if I took a wide receiver, I think I, there still might be some guys around. It's either AJ green or Melvin Gordon for me here. Hmm. All right. I'm going to go with Gordon. Right. Melvin
1: Gordon. I, I I dig it. The, the, uh, the, the talking through McCoy thing is really interesting. Denny's going to pick now. So I'll just talk the, the, the talking through McCoy thing is interesting We've seen the bills often struggle in the preseason so far. um I think that there's legitimate fear about Rick Dennison, their offensive coordinator uh in his West Coast style not meshing with tyrod Taylor Tyrod being a deep ball guy not not you know he he's more of a playmaker getting out of the pocket um mm-hmm. they will they they will run those rollouts with their quarterback, but I'm afraid that the the timing route aspect of that West Coast system is going to be lost on tyrod uh, that's a legitimate concern of mine and i i if If you look at at the way that that Tyrod's accumulated his points uh, over the last two years uh so many of his touchdowns have been uh fifteen plus yards through the air uh his passes have been i, I tweeted about this earlier today actually um last season over fifty percent of his of his touchdowns came on fifteen plus yard throws um and if you look at denison's history uh their quarterbacks only only twenty percent or so of the of their touchdowns come on those types of throws so to me, I think that there's legitimate concern around that entire offense. And right now, me saying this is probably making Denny think twice about potentially taking LaShawn McCoy, unless you've already picked Denny. I, I, I took AJ.
2: Yeah, I took, I took AJ Green, yeah.
1: Oh, it looks like I'm up now. Denny, you can start talking while I pick.
2: Yes, well, I took AJ Green because I have um, his his high equity score uh, in on my f- the fakefootball.com pieces puts him at wide receiver two. So to get him at wide receiver seven I I feel like has is a little bit of a well it's not it's about a one spot discount uh so I was let's put it this way I was glad that Tom passed because I I did not want to have take Hilton obviously because of because of the luck situation and I did not want to take Michael Thomas so I was happy to get Adrian Green
0: why don't you want Michael Thomas what's your hesitation there
2: I mean I just the uh, you know no Saints receiver is going to dominate targets like like AJ Greenwood in, in Cincy. That's that's it. You know, I'm opportunity based. Got it. I
0: like it.
1: I just drafted twelfth and I went with DeMarco Murray. Keep going. Keep going, Tom. You had no, you, you had a good question that you were gonna
0: That's your second time you got him. That and is. I've...
1: That is the second time in the two drafts. those to be fair, those are the only two shares that I have of DeMarco in season long leagues. But I was I was down to Looking at the wide receivers here, you had T. Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin, Dez Bryant, Amari Cooper, which to me are the top four pretty easily, and then you get that drop off. Um, but then at running back, you had Jordan Howard, J. Jie, uh, Devontae Freeman, and Demarco Murray. And my logic was, I'm going to get my favorite running back of that group because I have a feeling I'm going to be able to get one of those wide receivers in the second round as they as they come back around. So mm-hmm. I figured I'd, I I have I favor one of those running backs in that tier more than I favor one of those wide receivers. I'm kind of hoping that Amari Cooper falls actually to the second round because Amari I'm okay with taking over T Y given a oh look. And he did fall to the second round because I'm about to pick. So I'm going to get Amari Cooper as my wide receiver one to go with DeMarco Murray at the end, at the tail end of this draft. So just to recap, um, Tom took Melvin Gordon at eight. Then AJ green went nine. Michael Thomas went 10 LaShawn McCoy went 11, which could end up being a steal to Adam. Uh, and 10 was to Eric. Um, Denny got AJ Green. I got DeMarco Murray at 12. Then Devontae Freeman went at 13. Des Bryant went to Carey at 14. And then Carey uh, flipped it around and went with Jordan Howard. Then T.Y. Hilton to Joe. So Joe started with T.Y. Hilton, Devontae Freeman, a similar strategy that I went with. Uh, then I went Amari Cooper. And then Doug Baldwin goes to Adam at 18th overall. So we're basically at the point... In the draft now where there's only Jay Ajayi left of the of the upper-tier running backs or the second-tier or maybe third-tier running backs, and then you hit that Todd Gurley uh, um, tier. But a wide receiver, you're already past. Ooh, Christian McCaffrey just went 19th overall Ooh, to eight. Eric. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> <Ooh>, that <laughs> is that is.
0: So It was early for him.
1: Yeah, was not prepared for that. But you have that wide receiver tier where we're basically at Demarius Thomas right now. And since it's a 14 team league, uh, you know, we're in the, in, in the, in the mid second round. So it's, yeah. it's already getting thin at wide receiver.
2: You know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here between Demarius Thomas, Deandre Hopkins and, and Brandon cooks. I, I want volatility in a league like this with a lineup like this, you know, 14 teams. Uh, and I feel like Brandon cooks is the kind of volatile player that, that would look for over uh, a Hopkins or uh, or especially a, a Demaryius Thomas. So I think I'm going to take him here, which is pretty out of character for me because I don't love cooks. But uh, you know, Tom Brady, don't uh, don't mess it up for me. <laughs> that means
0: Tom's up next. Right now, see, I have a choice here. So you took you took that wide receiver. So I could I could go against the brand and take Gronk.
2: Oh Oh, the darter, the full darter.
0: I could <laughs> He's go go, full go darter. darter, or I could go with Demarius, who I think is like the next best guy. Then I, then uh, it does get pretty thin after that. I think I'm gonna go with Gronk. I'm gonna go against the brand. Go against I everybody dig it else. though and Dar- darter has won the day
2: i'm i'm
1: darters won the day gronk goes to tom 21st overall and tom is no longer invited to this league ever again <laughs> yeah we'll see you soon tom yeah see you man good luck with the show
0: <laughs> now i don't have to listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah.
1: we actually what people don't realize is that we pay tom to listen to the podcast and do this draft every year so <sighs> i need the money yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, right now we have Nico up uh, picking behind Tom. So we have we have Denny, Tom, and Nico. Nico was the the winner last year, um, picking back to back to back. He started his draft again with Mike Evans in the first. He got Jay Ajayi here in the second, which I I think is a pretty good value, um, just given that he was sort of the last last guy in that in that tier before you hit Todd Gurley and a bunch of question marks with the offenses that they're in. Um, but Jay Ajayi to me falling there. I mean, it was tough for Tom to pick him, obviously because he he started with Melvin Gordon. Um Denny, you just wanted to go wide receiver heavy because you hate running backs. I get it. I do. Got it. You know, every time I think that uh that you know,
2: I've, I've 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 overestimated my hatred of running backs. I I'm wrong. Like they I just don't I just don't with a roster like this, three wide receivers, two flexes, i uh you know you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pile up wide receivers
1: he's piling up wide receivers to be clear though it isn't it is a half ppr it's not full just just so that people just so that people understand for the the listeners which drives me nuts by the way i I wanted the full ppr yeah (laughs) people 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 do hate half ppr but like can we talk about how it's like like everyone always debates on twitter and stuff about standard versus versus ppr when like Quite literally, the best of both worlds is half PPR, and no one just like lets that happen.
2: <laughs> no, no. You, you know what? You're like a political centrist right now who's like, <laughs> guys, the answer's right down the middle. And I'm like,
1: no, there must be full PPR. Uh, Demarius yeah. Thomas just went 23rd overall to Diego. So we're, we're at 23 overall. But again, it's 14 teamers, so we're not, this is not the last pick of the second round.
2: The people want PPR is all I'm saying in a, in a, in an ideal world.
0: I'm in a league where it's standard and I'm the commissioner and I'm trying to get them to go PPR, but just, it's just guys who don't want to think about that.
2: It's standard standards, the worst.
1: It's usually how it goes though. There's people get, get hooked on a certain league type and there's look, there's a lot of people that also aren't, I mean, 98% of the fantasy football players in the world that are playing this game don't want to think that much. They're not like us who love the game and and love to analyze it and stuff or or listen to podcasts even.
2: Well, I I love analyzing it. I I uh, hate the game. <laughs> <It
1: makes sense. laughs> uh, oh, we went we went. Uh, Denver ended up getting Isaiah oh. Crowell with the twenty fourth overall uh-huh. pick. Uh, a little, you know, arguably a little early considering Todd Gurley is on the board still. Um, and then Terrell Pryor. Goes yeah. to Dave at the twenty fifth overall pick. I can't even hate on the prior pick, because well, wide receivers—the only why, like, would would you be taking Terrell Pryor? I mean, I, I I heard your consideration set whenever you took uh, Brandon Cooks. Would you be taking DeAndre Hopkins over Terrell Pryor?
2: No, no. I I, th- I think with the uh, like you've talked about Pryor in the Washington offense with an established quarterback like Cousins, a fantasy machine in some regards. Uh, I, I would go prior, but I mean, Hopkins does look pretty tempting. You can get him in the third round and he's, he's guaranteed 140, 150 targets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he is. He, he's definitely tempting. I have prior ahead of Hopkins. Are you, are you Hopkins over prior right now, Tom?
0: No, I'm prior for sure. Uh, in that league where I have 12 teams and I got the first pick and I figure I'll go like bell. When it comes back around for that um 23, 24 pick I was trying to see what I would have. This is a draft I got coming up soon and i'm I'm thinking like the guys I'll probably pick will be like prior and maybe even like a dalvin cook just because it'll be so long before I pick again yeah. mm-hmm. and I just love his upside
1: yeah i I feel that I feel that i love love me some dalvin as well. I've been gobbling him up uh, a whole lot i actually i published my rankings because I do that now i'm i'm I sold out. I uh on number fire they publish. Yes, on. yes. I publish them oh, on number sold fire out? Come to, on. to our to our to our premium to our premium users. Um and today we do it every Monday. Me, uh Jim Sanas, Brandon Gadula, uh the the quote unquote experts at Number Fire, which which is whatever. people people like love to hate on words like when people say that they're fantasy football experts. Like why why does this matter? But um analysts. Is is the word that I like to use, but I just published my rankings today, uh, the update, and I have Dalvin Cook as the number one rookie running back right now. Not wow, sure, yeah. Am I think I? that I mean, look, you can make the argument. I think for any of the rookie of, of the big four rookie backs, I, I'm not as high on McCaffrey, um, just because I think he that looks Jay Stu's. So good. He does. He, he's he just looks, not going to
0: get the opportunities. I don't think, but he exactly,
1: amazing. exactly. Uh, you know, you have Jay Stu there and, and Cam that are going to take some goal line looks. I think full PPR, you can make the argument certainly. Um, but and he, look, he's my RB one from a prospect standpoint. I love, I love Christian McCaffrey. Um, but I think Dalvin cook is just, I mean, he's set up really well that I think what saved him is the Latavius Murray injury. Cause sure. I'm not sure that, that he would be seeing this opportunity had Latavius Murray. Cause look, Latavius Murray is learning the system too. He came, he came from Oakland. Uh, he's, he's fresh as well, but he was hurt. So he was sidelined for a, a two and a half weeks, two weeks. Uh, That allowed Dalvin Cook to to step up, and and now he's just killing it.
2: And the Vikings coaches have thrown considerable shade at Latavius Murray over the past three weeks, being like, "We don't know what he looks like because he's never here, he's never suited up, he's never running, he's always hurt." And you know, I think that you can read read into comments like that, Um, even if you don't love Dalvin Cook as a prospect or whatever, he's going to get early season carries, and he's in. You know, his cost is reasonable. Yeah, um, and, he yeah. Gets,
1: and he gets New Orleans week one. Oh, man. That's going to be fun. Look, the the thing with Dalvin Cook that I love is that the, the biggest risk with him to me is maybe goal line touches, but definitely the offensive line there, right? The mm. offensive line was a disaster last season. But they're using him so much in the passing game right now in the preseason that if he really is the third down back there, the passing down back, um, that, that's if the offensive line does struggle, at least he'll be there for dump-offs and he'll have some value there. Uh, and then, okay, if the offensive line's good, well, then the offense—that offense is going to be actually pretty good if the offensive line can can stay together and do something at least average because they how were are just they, atrocious. How enough.
0: are they at a, a plays per game pace? The the Vikings.
1: I I can't. I don't know if the, off the top of my head, but they. I gotta pull that up. Actually, I think they're below average. But um, I I the the, the one thing that I'm really drawn to with the Vikings is that Sam Bradford last year. Was sixth worst in air yards or in air yards per attempt, mm-hmm. but that's because he wasn't throwing the ball downfield that much. On fifteen plus yard throws, he had the sixth best completion percentage last season. So he right. can throw the ball down the field. It's just that the offensive line wasn't really giving him the time to to do that. So if the offensive line comes together, you'd have that element, and then you'd also have Dalvin Cook obviously uh, being able to run behind them. I'm gonna recap the draft really quick because. A, Crazy pictures happened. Uh so again <laughs> at twenty-four we had Denver drafting Isaiah Crowell. And then right after that was Terrell Pryor at twenty-five. Twenty-six, Todd Gurley goes to Steve Donovan. Um 27 was Keenan Allen going to Jeremy. Twenty-eight was Leonard Fournette going to Brady Coke. Twenty-nine Alshon Jeffrey again to Brady. So that was at the two-three turn. But again, it's a 14-team league. So this is more mid-third. Uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind Alshon, uh, especially with, with J. Matt now gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the 30th pick overall, Jeremy Reed took what Denny believes is the number one wide receiver on the Raiders. Michael Crabtree With the, Michael <laughs> Crabtree over DeAndre Hopkins just happened because DeAndre Hopkins just went to Steve Donovan with the next pick.
2: That's a good pick. I, I like Hopkins there, by the way, at 31. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, cool. a, that's a very, very good pick by Steve. I dig that a lot.
2: Yeah, well, the Crabtree, I mean... You know, I sort of kid about him being the wide receiver one, but it was real close last year, right? And he was—he, was, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying last year will be this year, but you're hate, you're hating on my
1: Amari Cooper pick, is what you're doing.
2: N- look, Amari Cooper has to score more touchdowns. What I mean you. is, he he must score more touchdowns because it's impossible for him to score fewer <laughs>
1: touchdowns
0: Correct. than last year. Oh, I mean, he's took cook.
1: Oh, Dalvin Cook just went. So it was DeAndre Hopkins, then Golden Tate, and then Dalvin Cook. I like the, the Cook pick a lot.
2: I'm going Jared Cook here. <laughs>
1: that's, that's actually who who was. It was actually Jared Cook, not it, Dalvin Cook.
2: Is that good or no? Um,
1: <laughs>
2: I, I'm i not doing it this year. I refuse. And watch, this is going to be the year where, like you said, JJ, you said Jared Cook could, could get 100 targets.
1: <laughs> it's going to happen, dude. It's gonna happen. So, Tom, to answer your question about the uh, the Minnesota time the uh, the time per play, I knew mm-hmm. that it was kind of like in the middle because that's why I was fumbling over it a little bit. But they were tenth tenth slowest, so fairly average overall compared to okay. compared to other teams. Um, I mean, look, they're they're gonna play conservative <laughs> ball. I think is the best answer to to or best way to think about that situation. You know, I, I as much as I think Sam Bradford isn't that bad in that system. Um, I, I do think that in the end, they want to ideally run the football and play good defense. Mike, that, that's like the most Mike Zimmer philosophy and way of of sure. of everything
0: ever balance and yeah, yeah.
2: Um, can we talk about um, Ezekiel Elliott still on the board here?
0: Yeah,
1: he is. He is. Denny, you're three picks away. Are you are you luring Tom to pick Zeke right before uh, you? Oh, I <laughs> no, I didn't
2: mean to. I wasn't trying to get in, in Tom's head, although. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you should definitely do that. But uh, I I just I thought that someone would snatch him up in the second. You know, Leonard Fournette going at 28. I, I, I'm not, you know, that's a that's a fine pick as far as ADP goes. I just don't know if I want like the early down guy for such a god awful team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I'm 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 not against that I that that logic. He's um slipping down draft boards too because he hasn't he's got that foot injury that he that he dealt with in college as well. And they already talked about using Chris Ivory a little bit and at least at the beginning of the season. We know TJ is gonna be the primary pass catcher there, so then you're basically banking on the Jaguars offense being being competent and wh- why would we do that? They don't have a quarterback right now. I mean they haven't had a quarterback in three years but i'm saying that that the rest of the world realizes that they don't have a quarterback
2: now this is amazing to me that people that the team is talking about chad Henney as if he's not going to be the chad Henney of the past 10 years or whatever <laughs> however long he's been chad Henney is chad is he is who he is he's a decent backup not even a good backup he's a decent backup he, i i don't understand this this talk and also how have they not upgraded a backup over the past three years you You must upgrade if you have a disaster like Bortles there.
0: No, I agree. Of disaster like Bortles, do I go with Allen Robinson here? Oh, here we (laughs) go. Or Larry Fitzgerald for my one, for my wide receiver one.
1: Yeah, because you went Gronk. So Thomas started Melvin Gordon and then Gronk, and now is facing the wide receivers on the board. Larry Fitzgerald. This is just the top on the on ESPN. Larry Fitzgerald, Jarvis Landry, Emmanuel Sanders, Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams. That's. That's what that's what he's working with right now. I don't have a clear. I mean, I don't have a, a super clear favorite.
0: I'm gonna go with Robinson. <sighs> that's such a weird pick.
2: <laughs>
1: I <laughs> mean, the, the, the
0: immediate uh, regrets.
2: <laughs> look at wait, wait. No, no, no. They they're gonna suck. Okay. the The, the whole running the ball thing that Tom Coughlin's gonna want to do because Tom Coughlin's terrible. It, it's not gonna happen. So they're gonna right. throw the ball a lot. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna see his fair share now. I'm going to reach down a little bit into the into the default wide receiver ranks, okay? I'm passing up Emmanuel Sanders, Devontae Adams, Crowder, Watkins, Kelvin. I'm going to go down all the way to Stefan Diggs because— He
0: was next on my list.
2: I love Stefan Diggs. He was on—I uh, know we don't love pace talk, but he was on pace to be a fringe wide receiver one last year. Uh, so if he can stay healthy, which— you know, I'm going to sacrifice a, a small animal after this podcast, uh, so that he might stay healthy for one season. Then, uh, and then I think that he is a fringe. You know, he's a he's a he's a top 20 wide receiver that you can get well outside of that. As far no, as he...
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah, Stefan Diggs was pacing the basically fringe wide receiver numbers last year. Um, and if he continues, I mean, and he's young too. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's the angle that I don't think is talked about enough. Larry Fitzgerald just went after Diggs, which I'm kind of pissed pissed at. I probably would have gone his way. So now I'm stuck. <clears throat> it's not my pick yet. I'm waiting for Adam to pick uh, right before me. But, you know, Adam's team, he has LaShawn McCoy, Doug Baldwin, so he's in a similar situation as me because I have DeMarco Murray, Amari Cooper. Um, the wide receivers, I hate Jarvis Landry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> you know, the 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 Dolphins ran at the slowest pace last season, uh, and he's a very volume-dependent wide receiver. Also, I'm not a big fan of getting Emmanuel Sanders right now. Um yeah. Devonte Adams maybe for the touchdown upside and the potential there just because he's in that Green Bay offense. That might be the the direction that I have to go here. Uh, I'm I'm worried about touchdown regression. I'm worried about everything that everyone else is worried about with Devontae Adams. Um but I did I did for what it's worth Aaron Nagler on 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 Twitter was tweeting about how towards the end of last season uh Devonte Adams was uh the the Packers number one read uh on throws throughout towards the end of the season last year. Really? Um so I'm interested in that. I haven't really dug into it that much. Um but you know look, anytime you can associate a wide receiver with, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's not a bad thing at all. Travis Kelsey just went off the board uh to to Adam at thirty nine overall. So, again, I'm sitting here with Landry, Emmanuel Sanders, Devontae Adams, Julian Edelman, Jamison Crowder. Um, I'd be thrilled if if I could get maybe a Crowder or Tyreek Hill in the next round. So I'm going to go with what is listed higher up ADP-wise on ESPN, despite the fact that I might rank some of these other guys a little bit higher. Running backs that are remaining. I could get Zeke right now. Marshawn Lynch is there. Ty Montgomery is scaring me more and more, and this is yeah. gonna be a wide receiver heavy draft. So I'm gonna actually go with Devontae Adams. Uh,
2: uh you know that uh that first read thing, so that's very interesting. You might have also killed every Jordy Nelson owner that listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look like, that's frightening I,
1: I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, I know Aaron pretty well, but I and I know that he knows his Packers very well. So I mean he so someone he tweeted something along the lines of of Devontae Adams leading the, the Packers in receiving yards this year, which I, Zeke. I would be I would be shocked if that happened. Mm. But you know, Jordy Nelson a year older. Devontae Adams breakout year last year, he's still very young. Um my worry right now with my team is that I have Amari Cooper and Devontae Adams who are two two potential touchdown dependent, volatile wide outs. Yeah. Um or or hopefully Amari is. But Tyreek Hill just went I'm honestly hoping for Jamison Crowder with my next pick. So after Devontae Adams was Ezekiel Elliott to Joe, Tyreek Hill to carry, and then Ty Montgomery to carry at the at the 3-4 uh, turn. So right now I'm waiting for Joe to get his next pick. Joe's team, Devontae Freeman, Ezekiel Elliott, and T.Y. Hilton, not a bad start, especially if Zeke's suspension gets changed in some way.
2: Yeah, that would be great. You know, these wide receiver ADPs get so squashed in formats like this and in leagues like this that you basically find yourself just like, you know, eating Arby's, taking guys (laughs) one one and a half rounds earlier than they usually go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Carlos Hyde just got drafted by Joe. So Joe's take here was he's not, he's getting Zeke. So he's not gonna be starting Zeke. So he might as well get Carlos Hyde that he can flex slash play while Zeke is out. I'm going to go with Jamison Crowder here, um, and get a nice floor week to week, uh, out of the slot guy in Washington. So my start right now is DeMarco Murray, Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, and Jamison Crowder in this
0: 14-team league. And you feel good about that?
1: I feel good about it. Tom,
0: feel Tom good about that lineup? here we
1: go. Here, Are we, you go. Sure? Are you here sure? we go. You
0: said you were going to destroy me. I just want to make sure you feel <laughs> good about it.
1: <laughs> hope, hope you hope you enjoy Gronk's seven weeks of health this season. Ooh.
0: I am a Patriots fan, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, why do we bring a Patriots fan on this? This is... Uh. It's making me feel dirty.
2: Well, we have the two—I mean, the, the 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 two worst fans in in America: Steelers
0: and Patriots. <laughs> Please, Dallas. There's no Dallas fan on here. Uh, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, Dallas fans are pretty yeah. bad.
0: Gonna have
1: to. So after Jamison Crowder went, Emmanuel Sanders to Adam, and then Julian Edelman to Eric. Julian do... Edelman, where where are you guys at with Julian Edelman? Speaking of the Patriots,
2: I think he's vastly underrated. Probably. I I was going to take him actually right now and I have to fall back on my my boy Steelers number 1 wide receiver Martavis Bryant.
1: Oh nice. Martavis Godin. So- I I was actually I probably would have gotten Martavis. Like this is the the tie situation where I look at at what Rich Rebar has really done a lot of work around with the with the archetypes um and, and how these guys are scoring points if they're touchdown dependent, if they're giving you a high floor each week. Um that, that's really, you know, it's a, it's a good tiebreaker for me. So it was, Martavis was on my radar with Jamison Crowder. And I thought with Amari Cooper and Devonte Adams to get that, that stability, that floor each week with Jamison Crowder. Crowder has a decent ceiling though, too, obviously. in then offense, cause there's not a whole lot going on there. And I kind of wanted a, a Jamison Crowder share. I don't have enough oh, of them in this my me? season long leagues this year. Yeah. You're get,
0: Tom, you're up. All right. All right. So Jesus Christ. Hmm, I guess I I hate this pick so much. But I kind of got to start taking wide receivers. And the guys that are left are Landry, Snead, Watkins, Garcon. I'm going to go Garcon.
1: Nice. Getting that that volume potential there. Yeah. So you took Garcon over... Landry, which I can get behind. Watkins can also get behind. Sneed. I think it comes down to Sneed and and, and Garcon there. So you were you were just favoring Garcon a little bit.
0: But I just read that Sneed was like running with the He is, yeah. Third team.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's he team. wasn't wasn't out there on the on in two wide receiver sets, which is not a great thing. At least the you know, the way that I see it is <clears throat> uh, of course that's a that's more upside if he's out there on two wide sets. Um But if there's one team where you're not doing that, it's good that it's the Saints because they rotate their personnel so much. But, again, I think that that's still something that everyone should pay attention to because it's still somewhat of an important thing.
2: Absolutely. Uh, What do we have here? We have Garcon. We just went off the board. Oh, I know what I want to say. Garcon, I love the volume potential, and I think it's there. Um, it freaks me out a little bit because I've bought into that with other players, including uh, Torrey Smith, where I think two of the past three seasons, it's been like Torrey has guaranteed a huge number of targets and it never comes to fruition. Now, I know we're talking about different offenses, different players, but that sort of uh, thinking, I, I've gotten in trouble with that thinking. Not saying Garcon is a bad pick, but that's...
0: No, but I no, but I hear you. It's like how much of that Kyle Shanahan hype do we buy into? Um, uh, how, how good of a player is Garcon? Really? You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think he's good. Does he run better routes than, than Torrey Smith? Torrey Smith was kind of like a, you know, I, I don't know if he was as versatile as, as Garcon. Maybe. Yeah, I agree
1: there. I think, I think it's a good pick. I think it's a strong pick because not only that, but <clears throat> Garcon's market share could be legitimately out of control in that offense. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not one that buys into the Shanahan narrative in terms of feeding his ex receivers or his top receivers. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Shanahan as an offensive coordinator and doing well. The, the feeding the receiver thing. If you look at like all the situations where you know Andre Johnson, Garcon, when he saw like 180 some targets, 81 targets back in 2012 with with Shanahan or 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if you look at all those instances. All of those guys, they just didn't have any competition. It, it was really, I mean, Garcon was going up against a like a like a dad running Santana Moss. Uh, mm-hmm, you had Jul- right. Julio Jones two years ago, who was going up against literally not, uh, the corpse of Roddy White. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just like like it's 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 just it. Each of these receivers, because like you look at what happened to Julio, like why didn't Julio see as big of a market share last year? Well, it's because they got Mohamed Sanu. They had they they utilize their running backs more out of the backfield as pass catchers. Like when there's more options, like the idea that there are ma- many mouths to feed is very very real. And I think if people ignore that general notion, because I know that people gen- they they do ignore it because they say if you're good, you will be fed. Sure, you're going to be fed, but I'm talking about going from 25 percent of a market share to a 30 percent market share. And in the case of Pierre Garçon, not only is he the best wide receiver on the 49ers, but there is legitimately no one else on that team. And if they see a lot of negative game scripts, I could easily see a scenario where Pierre Garçon sees 160 targets this year.
0: Sure. I think that's sure. legit reasoning. I could see that's that. Sound reasoning.
2: Uh, by the way, uh, Sammy Watkins, the Rams' number two receiver, went at <laughs> went at 50, 50th. Uh, No, No sign of Cooper Cup yet.
1: No, no. But Marshawn Lynch went 51 to Diego, which was... He, he slipped a lot in this draft um, compared to a lot of casual drafts. Um, I mean, real realistically, he has upside. We know that. But he's also 31 years old. Um, he also, th- there have been reports that the Raiders don't even want to give him 200 carries, uh, that they want to just let him legitimately play that Latavius Murray role that the Murray played last year. Uh, I don't mind the Marshawn pick, though, at, at pick 51 overall. I mean, that's that's, he's going like, Top twenty on fantasy football calculator.
2: There was right? a there was a uh, highlight on, on NFL on NFL network the other day where uh it was like like a big intro like and here comes Marshawn, and he gets his first carry of the preseason and he goes for six yards and it, it was a good good little run, you know? Sure. Yeah, he but but it was like I thought he was about to break it for for 80 yard touchdown off the bat <laughs> because the way that they they led up to it and they were like and they are like here we go Marshawn gets the carry and watch this and I mean he gets tripped up six yards later I was like okay that's what, is there anything else or am I is that a, is that it they should I, I, have they
0: should have fed that audio into his helmet and then he would have if he had heard them announce him like that he would have broke it I, yeah
2: exactly you know, you know his ADP shot up when they had that video of Marshawn. Uh, exercising on the beach because obviously, like we've talked about, people love exercising on the beach. So when they see a superstar <laughs> athlete doing it, this guy must be good. So they, you know, they they see that and they uh, they value him differently for for some strange reason. Tom, did you did you hear my thing about working out on the beach?
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, I um, I heard that you 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 theorize that people don't exercise until they go on vacation.
2: And and, is right? and this is are you familiar with this phenomenon? Because
0: of the people you've seen running on the beach.
1: Denny's sample sizes is sample sizes 18 here is what's happening <laughs> no
0: 18? i love it i love it as a theory i think you're right like i also find hotel like where i am in a hotel in the middle of nowhere cuz i'm working i love going to these like gyms in a in a double tree and there's just there's no one in there
2: yeah no no well I, I, I would i would call the police if there was someone working out at the double tree what do you do what do you this is call the police <laughs> This is insanity. All
0: America's most wanted. I got him.
2: Yeah. Right yeah. I would. I would clear my family out of the hotel. I'd be like, oh my god, there's
1: some psycho working out in the freaking
2: <laughs> hotel gym.
1: Oh man. So I'm gonna recap really quick. We had Sammy, like I said, going to Nico at 50 overall. Then Marshawn 51 overall. Then Kelvin Benjamin went to Denver at 52 overall. Then C.J. Anderson at 53. Then Willie Sneed went to Steve Donovan, <laughs> Breve Bronovan at 54 overall. Jeremy Macklin goes to Jeremy Reed. Uh, that's, that's a clear Homer pick with the, mm-hmm. the names. Uh, goes to, to Jeremy Reed at 55 overall. Then Jarvis Landry. So Jeremy Macklin over Jarvis Landry. I freaking love it. I yeah. love the, the savviness of this yeah. league already. I mean, that is, that's a very, very smart pick right there, in my opinion. Sure. IMO.
0: I like it. I like Macklin's chances this year of, of playing well in that offense.
1: I do too. I think that he's another another player who is you get cheap volume with him. Um, the the it, they're gonna throw him in the slot a lot in Baltimore. And if you look at the way that Baltimore's um, run that offense the last couple of seasons, uh, it's gone through the tight end position, uh, which is obviously just gone now. I mean, they have no one. Um, and he's
0: Jeremy Macklin, and he's only like twenty nine years old.
1: Yeah. He's only 29 years old. That's, that's, that's one of the more shocking facts. I think that, that people probably don't realize. Cause I think mm-hmm. people would automatically assume he's like 31, 32. Right. But right. 29 years old can play the slot. They'll have Wallace and Brashad Perriman on the outside, stretching the field. Uh, he's a legitimate good security blanket to go along with Danny Woodhead, obviously out of the backfield. That's kind of where Joe like that's that's where he's been targeting his receivers o- over the last couple of seasons. I think Macklin could see 130 targets this year pretty easily. Brandon okay. Marshall went to Brady Coke at 57 overall. And now we are waiting for Jeremy Reed to do Something after this Macklin pick, Jeremy's team he has Le'Veon Bell, Keenan Allen, Michael Crabtree, Jeremy Macklin. This team would be great three years ago. Dang, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just totally kidding. That is rough. To- totally I, love kidding.
2: I know you just talked about Macklin, but I, you yeah, know, I-, I love
1: Macklin, love Le'Veon Bell. I'm not necessarily as high on Keenan Allen, but I think that it was a fine pick. The Michael Crabtree thing is what's throwing me off.
2: Yeah, Crabtree was, uh, well, it was special um i i have to say that uh uh macklin there's a really good piece by our our friend mike broad uh over at rotoviz on macklin and how he he could be the most underdrafted wide receiver in redraft right now and 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 it's hard for me after reading that piece
1: it's hard to argue against that yeah we just had cam meredith go off by by jeremy so that that stinks Jeremy Jeremy with a Cam Meredith, Jeremy Mack. I mean, look, this is a 14-teamer that's wide receiver heavy, and Cam Meredith is a fifth-round pick in this league. That's what's going on right now. Just I really insanity. like Cam Meredith.
2: Man. Was like he Cam
1: next Meredith on the too.
0: ADP? Was he next on ESPN's list because uh, his time ran out, no?
1: Uh, I think he got it with like two seconds left. Oh, okay. So I think we're okay. That's but, yeah, tip. I mean, but if you look at the best wide receivers left right now, you got Dante Monk, ESPN ADP was. Dante Moncrief, Deshaun Jackson, Eric Decker, Mike Wallace, Tyrell Williams, Adam Thielen, Kenny Britt, Devontae Parker. I mean it's it's pretty thin there. It's making me feel a little bit better about going three wide receivers in my first four rounds. Tom, how are you
0: feeling? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that, JJ, I don't I don't feel so good. <laughs> uh
1: but you got Gronk.
0: I do have Gronk. That's right. <laughs> uh I I'm I guess I'm looking at guys like that, like Moncrief and uh what's the story on Corey Davis?
1: Hmm. I, I think there's a legitimate possibility that no Titans wide receiver sees a hundred targets this year. Hmm. Cause they're going to be run first. I think that it's going to be like a, a carousel, just like a rotation of like who blows up that week, you know, like mm-hmm. Rashard Matthews one week, Corey Davis one week, Eric Decker one week. I think Decker is probably the, the best bet just because of his touchdown upside. But I mean, Delaney Walker's still there. They have they have a lot of you know that's that's the perfect mouths defeat argument right if you're mm-hmm. if you're a big if you're a big Eric Decker fan which I think all of us are um, you would assume that he's going to just see a decent market share but if there's competition there's competition because there's there's a lot of good I mean it's crazy that two years ago we were talking about how awful the Titans offense was and now now there's a, a lot of weapons there
2: it could be really good I mean it could provide a lot of red zone like good scoring opportunities I know I sound like a like a pundit right
1: now, but that's <laughs> seriously what I think. We are waiting. Danny Woodhead just went off the board, though, to to breathe Bronovan. And we have our first quarterback off the board, 60th overall to Dave Radug. Radug? How, how do you say his last name? It's Radug, my dude. I don't know. So Dave, Dave got Aaron Rodgers. I believe it's, I believe it's Raduje. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. That's what that's what we'll that's what we'll call him. That's Dave Radouge, how they pronounce it in the homeland. My brother, growing up, whenever he used to he used to fake hit me, and then, I mean he would really hit me too, but he would he would fake hit me, and every time he'd hit me, he'd go, "Douche, douche, douche," and that was his. That just reminded the radouge.
2: <laughs> That sounds like the most irritating thing ever. How did you not just wheel around
1: and knock, punch him in the throat? (laughs) That's that's. I got depressed by hearing that so much, and that's why I was a chubby shortstop.
0: (laughs) You ate your feelings.
1: Yes, I ate. I ate them. That's why I was. I ate the 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 peanut butter M Ms and vomited all over the the
0: the the
1: road. So. Someone asked me on Twitter about um, why
2: do they make Doritos that are not the original flavor um, I don't know how if you have strong feelings on this I used to love cool ranch Doritos so much
1: that's the best that that's the best flavor
2: I, I ate them I mean they wreck your breath I mean you, you shouldn't be within 25 <laughs> feet of any of anybody on earth after eating cool ranch but I ate so many cool ranch Doritos in my junior year of high school that I couldn't eat anymore I, I i haven't had a since because i'm just grossed out like i have an aversion to them I, it's interesting so, that's interesting. uh interesting that's my, that's my doritos story that is my doritos story <laughs>
1: Very we are not we are not sponsored by doritos by the way <laughs> eric decker went 61st overall speak of the devil and then mark ingram to diego at 62 overall and then mike gillisley at 63 overall he's falling down drafts because he is not finding the field right now I mean, he's falling down my ranks because remember, I sold out and I do rankings now.
2: I I'm old enough to remember when you were underground and you said, "F the man, F rankings."
1: Yeah, I mean, I still <laughs> say
0: that. I just I I just do them. I'm clean. I'm by
2: the way, I'm cleaning it up. Oh, Tom, a, you're up. It's a family.
0: Yeah, podcast. this is not this is not a good situation that I'm in at this moment at this moment. It's like nothing to choose from here. It's nothing good unless I just go all tight ends. Hmm. You're, were you're, like the,
1: you're like the villain of, of living the stream
0: I am I didn't mean to be guys I, I didn't mean to be Darter
1: <laughs> do you ever play villain roles
0: <laughs> uh, one time I auditioned for Billy Bob Thornton and I auditioned for like the main guy like the good guy and when I finished my audition he said you ever play a psycho <laughs> and I, said, uh, I said no no I never get the opportunity he goes You'd be a good one. Wow! I was like, all right, awesome. So I didn't get this job, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Thanks a lot, man." And I walked out of there, going, "Great, Billy Bob thinks I'd make a great psycho. I didn't, uh, <laughs> which I guess is a compliment." Right? Oh shit, you guys are gonna hate me.
1: Tom Brady, man. Tom Ooh. is Tom is going full on darter
0: right now. This is full. Darter. Just, no, no. Not really, you actually I'm are. Not...
1: You are. You are psychotic.
0: I'm just being that guy.
1: You are. Remember, I remember cool. last year I picked Virginia Aaron Rodgers Psycho in this guys.
0: league. What can I say?
1: Jordan Reed goes to Denny. That's You snipe me. Ah. I would have gotten Reed. I would have gotten Reed. 65th overall, we know how, how much upside he has. I think it's a solid pick. I'm almost up, and this is scaring me.
2: Uh, so is Reed going to play this year? I, I actually don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he's, he seems to be okay. Is
2: he, is he in the league? That's what I was hoping.
1: Man, I'm I'm like tilting right now because Spencer Ware is there and I don't like Spencer Ware. But he's still on the board there.
2: Oh, man. Wide receiver just got really ugly.
1: Wide receiver is incredibly
2: ugly right I now. I mean, you have like Moncrief. Ugh. I shop. think
1: a part part of me part of me might just go Kenny Britt here. Yeah, why not? That's and just fine. and just Yolo running back. I mean, you know when you know when I scan the the board and I'm like, oh, Kevin White, I'm not looking so <laughs> yeah. good. Right, right. I mean, we're we're at 66 overall, so we're not deep in this draft at all. Devontae Parker just went at 67 overall. Um, let's see here. I could go Kenny Britt which would be my fourth wide receiver, or I could go running back, but this is a wide receiver, very, very clearly a wide receiver-heavy draft. I don't like Spencer Ware. It's, I've been very open about not liking Spencer Ware that much. Below Powell, I'm kind of interested in. I'm hoping that he somehow makes it back. I think that there's more. there are more running backs that I would be okay with with my next pick, so I'm really going to do it, guys. Okay. Right. I'm going to go Kenny Britt with my 68th overall pick. Yeah, I, I like that. As my wide receiver four, so I now have Demarco, Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, Jamison Crowder, and Kenny Britt.
2: I I like that over Ware because where is I basically he's guaranteed the start of the season, but probably not. He's not guaranteed anything else beyond that. I mean, let's not pretend he's some dominant force who's going to, you know, uh, you know, make Andy replay him with his uh, with his efficiency. I, I don't I don't see that at all.
1: Yeah, Kareem Hunt's good guys. He's good, he's he's very good, Denny. While we have some downtime, do you want to talk about our uh, our other sponsor that we have for for today's show?
2: Yes, let me vamp for just a moment while I look that up, JJ. And okay. Now that I have it, I'm ready for the read. Ready? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> That's how we do it. We're we're professionals.
1: Hey, the ver- uh, by the way, the nicest pick of the draft just, just happened. Sixty nine, Tyler Eifert. <laughs>
2: Extremely nice. Um, Okay. I'm going to get myself together and get professional again. All right. (laughs) If you love fantasy football, you need to try the newest best ball leagues on my favorite app, Draft. Uh, Here's how it works. You sign up for a 12-team long draft or a 10-team league with a rapid-fire 30-second clock. Uh, I've done too many to count at this point. Uh, The best ball is season-long with no management. You just set it and forget it. So come and join me today. Uh, Go to playdraft.com slash stream.
1: Awesome. On that note, I'm going to stop the recording for a little bit and then we'll hop back on in just a little bit. And I'll give you guys a a slight recap of what's going on, but I don't want to bore the hell out of our listeners. So we will be back in just a bit. All right, we are back. It is round eight pick seven so there's a lot to recap i think the last thing that we said was about around the nicest pick of the draft which was tyler Eiffert. at pick 69 nice, nice, nice. Uh, we are <laughs> we are now at pick 105 so just because i want everyone to not yell at me on twitter for not recapping the draft i'm going to go through the 40 picks
0: that we just did Wait, tyler really?
1: Eiffert oh my god it's gonna happen to <laughs> Tyler Eifert at pick sixty nine. Can you do it like
0: a- an Edward G. Robinson voice, or can you do, like a do an accent?
1: My, my my accents are terrible. The only I could do it in like a ac- a Pittsburgh accent. Um
2: don't, don't do that.
1: Yeah, I won't do that. Uh pick seventy, Adam Thielen, pick seventy one, Greg Olson, seventy two Drew Brees. I got Bilal Powell, Bilal Powell oh. at 70- <laughs> <laughs> at seven 70- at seventy three. <laughs> uh as my rb2 uh, the reason for it was just who was going around him i, I wanted a higher floor with that pick um it, whatever he could catch like 60 passes and in his sleep in that offense uh so i got below Powell at 73 <laughs> then deshaun jackson went then rob kelly randall cobb dante moncrief went to uh tom uh, Tom, that is your wide receiver. I'm just kidding. I was going to say it was your wide receiver too, <laughs> but it's definitely not your wide receiver too. Uh, after Moncrief, Denny got Randall Cobb. By the way, after Moncrief was Corey Davis, then Spencer Ware. So yes, I did get below pow over Spencer Ware, and I'm not. I don't like Spencer Ware much, and there's more on that in a second. Then Ted Ginn, Terrence West, Marvin Jones, Frank Gore. Amir Abdullah, Jordan Matthews, Doug Martin, Jimmy Graham, Jonathan Stewart, Rex Burkhead at 89 overall, mm. a Man. slight, you know, it was definitely the highest that I've seen in any draft that I've done so far, uh, or live draft, I should say, uh, Mike Wallace, Eddie Lacey at 91, he fell because of all the stuff that's going on in, in the Seattle backfield, and then there was this, uh, there was a little, little back and forth going uh, amongst the three of us, where uh tom needed to use the restroom and he needed to pick before he did that uh but right before he did that we're just gonna denny, tell
0: everybody everything i guess denny, okay. De-
1: denny, denny, was, denny was was talking about wanting to get adrian peterson so what did tom do tom drafted adrian peterson and then left to go to the bathroom so denny was stuck yeah. Not only not able to want yell to at face Tom. Tom Could didn't face want to face him. Denny. He just just left. Basic so, basically
2: basically he urinated on me is, is, what, is yeah, basically, <laughs> it, it's basically in what? this fantasy draft. It, it was it was humiliating, but you know what? Tom's a friend. I, I will I will recover from this. I, I took uh, Duke I took Duke Johnson instead. So um follow follow my account for fantasy football advice. I have Duke Johnson as an RB one on my team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, then Darren McFadden went after Duke Johnson, uh, then Thomas Rawls. And then I got Tevin Coleman at 96. Part of it was because I don't have much Tevin Coleman this season. Part of it was because I liked the way my team was unfolding. So I thought that I could make a luxury pick. Then the other part was because I was hoping the guy that I did get in the next round would follow me in the next round for some insurance. Talk about that in a second. Rashard Matthews went after Tevin Coleman, then CJ ProSice, then Corey Coleman, then Theo Riddick, and then my dude, Kareem Hunt. Uh, I took a pick 101. Then Paul Perkins went, then Sterling Shepard, then Zay Jones, then Kyle Rudolph. Then, just recently, I just saw this. Nico K- picks Kenny Go today. Wow. Babytron. He picks Baby Tron at 106 overall. And then Martellus Bennett goes, and then Jaquiz Rogers. You're all caught up. Pick 108 was Jaquiz Rogers. I'm going to go back to Denny. You picked Zay Jones. You want to talk about that?
2: I, I, no, actually, I don't want to talk about it if if it's all <laughs> if it's all the same, I'd rather not talk about taking Zay freaking Jones in the middle of the eighth round of a draft. But I will say that with uh, Sammy Watkins' departure and the team will probably be bad and possibly forced to pass more than they want. and you know, Zay Jones profiles as a target hog out of out of coming out of college. So uh, that's the hope. That's the hope with taking him at just. A, a crazy point in the draft. Although, I mean, how many receivers have gone off the board now?
1: Yeah, I know. I, I wish I, I, I can't see that. I don't think on yeah. ESPN, I've, I've been looking for that, that's but um, it's, it's been a lot. I mean, you got him at, at, I would assume it's past like wide receiver 60 or it's uh, around wide receiver. Yeah.
2: I, I, that's what I assume. Also, I want to, I would just want to say to the people, please, don't stone me in the streets yet. Zay, Zay <laughs> Jones. Zay Jones is my wide receiver six. Okay, it's not like I'm plugging him, plugging him in at wide receiver two or three
0: here. So.
1: Right. Right. Wait, Tom. You're on auto pick right now, Tom. uh Oh.
0: I am. How do I get off of that?
1: There should be that little checkbox in the top toggle. left.
0: Got it. Ours. Me and Denny have the the draft light, and it just says toggle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh right, right, right. Um. So you went Kyle Rudolph, Tom.
0: I did go with Kyle Rudolph, and uh, I can't really explain why. <laughs> <laughs> Other than we have these two flex spots, he's kind of um, he could be the he could be the number one pass catcher in that offense. He could be their best source of touchdowns.
2: Oh, touchdowns, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Denny, don't don't talk that Stefan Diggs slander in front of Denny. Let's relax. Uh, Let's
2: everyone relax.
1: No, I I, I actually I, in in instances like this, I think that people often overlook the stacking tight ends thing because they assume that because you know wide receivers do score more points, but at this point in the draft, since wide receivers have gone so much, like I love the Zay Jones pick. Uh, I I think that the the Kyle Rudolph pick makes sense, even though you have Gronk, just because. Um, they they are going to score just as many points as some of these these wide receivers will. Right. Matt Ryan just went off the board at pick 111. So we had Jaquiz Rogers at 108, which I said, Jeremy Hill at 109, Derrick Henry at 110. Now I I mean, IMO, let me let me you guys, you know, I I think I've been kind of vocal about it. I don't I I think Derrick is generally overvalued in drafts because he's not going to see a giant market share in that offense, but we know that his upside is if DeMarco Murray goes down. That, that's his true upside. He could be an RB1. But let me ask you guys. He goes after Jeremy Hill. Who would you rather have on your fantasy team this year? Oh, uh, Henry.
0: Henry. Yeah, I think Henry. Because if anything happens to Murray, he just becomes an RB one, probably.
1: Right, and and like and like the where's the path to upside for Jeremy Hill? Even if Joe Mixon gets hurt, we don't even or, or like we we've we seen Jeremy Hill as the lead back right. in that offense not do anything. Yeah.
2: Mixon, here's the upside for Hill. Let me paint a picture. Uh, Mixon and Gio Bernard get abducted by aliens after week one. <laughs> And then Jeremy Hill has a path to 290 carries. That's that's the only possible path.
1: Right. And even still, even still, he's he's RB 16.
2: Right. Yeah. And yeah. Even that. Yeah. He'll he'll fall into the end zone for eight touchdowns. He'll he'll average 3.1 yards a carry. You know. <laughs> right,
0: right. But no one will be paying attention because aliens exist at this point. <laughs> right. Right. At this at this
1: point in the story, at this point, it does not matter what. At, at this, Kareem Hunt is People leading the league in rushing. Yeah, Kareem Hunt's leading the league in rushing, but no one cares that, that the takes were correct because aliens do indeed exist.
2: And they're only taking committee backs. Uh, <laughs> take- uh, <laughs> they, they actually
1: they, they took Spencer Ware away. That's why Kareem Hunt was leading the league in rushing at the
2: time. It's like that weird Blondie rap song about um, uh, alien invasion from, uh, from the 80s. Uh, well, only you throw in uh, uh, NFL running backs one of you one of you has to know what i'm talking about
0: i have no idea what this reference is yeah Blondie kind of raps in that one song
2: yeah right right it's it's uh like totally absurd and i love it uh, but um <laughs> but yeah i mean she's talking about like alien abduction like aliens breaking into bars and eating cars
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know and then and then naturally you can draw a line from that to joe mixon
0: I can't tell if Tom has any idea what you're talking about. I do, I do, I know it. I I want to hear a few more lines though, Denny. I,
2: I know, I know you do. I, I'm I'm trying to come up with them right now. I'm I'm not fast on my feet.
0: <laughs> Karaoke's Zach, not my thing. So, Zach Ertz
1: just check. went at one thirteen. I, I like Zach Ertz a lot more without J Matt there in the slot. Um Denny
0: Denny's a Zach Ertz truther.
2: I am. I didn't think of how
0: good in the Ertz is only good in like November, December though. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh no no he's only good around Christmas only forget about (laughs) yeah no forget about November he doesn't even exist in November it's just Christmas.
1: (laughs) James White just goes at one fourteen. I've never really I don't even know if I've ever owned Zach Ertz in a fantasy league. You definitely haven't. He
0: he helped me. He helped me win a league last year by by streaming him at the end.
1: By by doing things around Christmas. Well yeah, yeah he's so he's so
2: frustrating to own. That he ends up on the wire in December, and you're like, okay, right. well, I guess. I mean, I'll just pick him up. And then you plug him in and he has some 17 catch, three touchdown performance. You
1: know what? I'm gonna create an app that <laughs> picks up Zach Ertz on December 1st on your fantasy league wave wire, waiver wire. Yeah.
2: That's actually really that I love that idea. Can you can you do that? I don't know, I don't know what to do with app making, but
0: seems like seems like a good app idea. I like just it. Just set an alert. Your calendar December hey, 1st. Tom, like, what tom
1: i don't need competition for this app tom
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, just trying to help <laughs> who wants to set a calendar alert whenever you can make a freaking app calendar alert
2: like what is this <laughs> what do they do in hollywood i don't understand
0: <laughs> i don't get this ignore me
1: <laughs> uh, giovanni bernard goes at 115 uh I, again sad. I just I just can't get behind the the Bengals running backs outside of Joe Mixon. I, I just I don't get it. Like I, I don't I don't see the legitimate upside. Gio Bernard's upside is he catches passes, but is he really going to catch a lot of passes when they just drafted an all purpose back in Joe Mixon? Uh they have A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert healthy. Uh they they have Tyler Boyd in the in the slot. They have uh John Ross that they just drafted to play on the other side of A.J. Green. I mean, like what 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 kind of volume are people expecting from Gio Bernard? Am I am I out of my mind right now? I, I well, I think it's just it's just the pass catching stuff. Uh, but he is take he. I mean,
2: he's taken usually at a reasonable ADP. This is kind of a weird situation here. But I, I, was, I just
1: I, the, but both Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard. It's like what like don't you want some path to true upside at this point in the draft? Like, wouldn't you rather? Oh, I'm not going to say it because. You you guys were drafting before me.
0: <laughs> Delaney
1: Walker goes at on one seventeen after Torrey Smith at one sixteen. Torrey Smith, another guy that I haven't touched all off season. Have you hey, guys touched I, Torrey Smith?
2: Uh, physically no, but I <laughs> I have.
1: I, you say I,
2: I mean, it's, it's a setup. Uh, no, I, I haven't. I don't even understand. I'm sorry, whoever just picked him. You're I'm sure you're a fine person. I would I would never even look at Torrey Smith at this point. Um, Reggie has uh, has Thomas Rawls been taken?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> he has been taken, Denny. I,
2: I thought I was losing my mind. I, I'm I'm doing. By the way, everybody, Tom and I are going old school. Where we have the the live. I'm sorry. We have the light draft application running for <laughs> for ESPN because our computers uh they're so old couldn't yeah couldn't do the uh the the new the newfangled kind the the one that yeah the one that the kids are doing so um we're basically drafting you know in like 2009 right now
0: the, oh my gosh
1: you just snipe me tom. tom tom just took cooper cup at 120 guys look we're only in the ninth round but the wide receivers are so bad right now like anquan bolden is the top player on the on the adp this isn't even Sarca. he's a top player according to espn adp and he's not even in the league right now so it's, tom just gets Cooper Cup, who's probably going to lead the team in receptions this year at 120 overall. I, okay,
0: is there a chance? Sorry to cut you off, Denny. Um, is there a chance that the Rams are better than we think they will be? I know that you've been talking about this a lot. I have. Uh, I have on your podcast. I know you have. And like, and there's obviously it's good to stay grounded and, and you know keep keep your expectations low with the Rams. Right. But there is a chance. I mean, when you look at those guys, you go, well. You know, they are talented, or, you know, maybe they just were in that bad system last year. I mean, there is a chance. There's nowhere to go but up.
1: I, yeah, I I don't, I don't fully disagree. Um, and, and look, everything points in, it's not unlike what happened with Derek Carr his rookie year. And then all of a sudden they get an offensive line, and all of a sudden all this stuff changes. And then Derek Carr is, is a lot more competent. Derek Carr is still overrated, don't get me wrong, but he's still a lot more competent. Um, and now the Derek Hartruthers are gonna be my mentions tomorrow. But <laughs> the, the, the thing with Jared Goff that, that I you know I I look at football a lot of times from a probability standpoint, as you guys know. And with Jared Goff, his era adjusted numbers are are legitimately the worst that we've just like ever seen from a rookie quarterback. And while I know that there's upside in that he's only going to improve, my fear is that since that is so alarming that there's also a higher probability that he's just bad, and if that's the case, then you know I, I don't I don't mind getting Cooper Cup at this point in the draft. I think Cooper Cup is actually a perfect piece for Jared Goff because he has a low A dot. Jared Goff does. Cooper Cup is going to play the slot. Cooper Cup is a a 24 year old rookie, so he's an older rookie. I hated him as a prospect coming out, but he landed actually in hindsight. I didn't like it whenever it first happened. I thought that he was just gonna be trash, but he landed in a really, really good situation. Now I'm up on the draft. Um so I, I think that Cooper Cup can can be a thing this season. And I think that he fits really well with what Jared Goff does. Sammy Watkins is one that I'm really, really afraid of. I just got sniped, Samaj P. Ryan just got drafted. Um but Denny, why don't you take it away while I draft? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, well, I was gonna ask you if you were considering your guy P Ryan, who I always call
0: Pareen. I don't know why. But, because P uh, Ryan was, sounds ridic- like a ridiculous way to pronounce that name, right? It, it,
2: that, I, but it, apparently, it's that's correct. I, 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 yeah, you know, there's nothing
0: against his name. It just it looks like the absolute last way you would pronounce it.
2: I mean, you're you're a longtime enemy of the P Ryan family, so I think that <laughs> Makes sense. They know
0: uh, where I stand.
2: <laughs> so uh, I was going to ask because P Ryan has uh, looked bad, but also Rob Kelly has looked bad. Not that that's the way we should judge players um, in, that we're drafting in fantasy, but um, I, I was going to ask JJ. I'm going to vamp right now. Talk more about Blondie rap songs for just, uh, just second. <laughs> I gotta the second. got to pull up the lyrics.
0: Down, down. I ate some cause, then she went the bar didn't you walk on the beach uh, what, how does it go, oh, we go. <laughs> that's exactly it right right
2: it was something about working out on the beach but not translating that to a home workout i think that that was part of the song
1: <laughs> <laughs> i took darren sproles with my pick how does that make you feel how does it make you feel? um it makes me feel like i just um it's it's just the dumbest pick that i it's stupid <laughs> It's it could stupid. not be that
0: bad of a pick. I mean, honestly, he could be the only running back in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's un.
1: It's it's not a sexy pick. It's it's a pretty JJ pick if we're being honest. But uh, just to recap what's been going on, I talked about Delaney Walker at one seventeen. John Brown fell to one eighteen, which was uh, a pretty good value, uh, even though he has the sickle cell stuff going on. Kevin White one nineteen. Then Tom picked Cooper Cup at one twenty. Great pick there. Denny ended up getting uh, the Garrett, the Garrett Blunt at 121 then jamal williams at 122 samaj Perine ryan at 123 i got darren sproles at 124 robbie anderson at 125 john ross at 126 that's that's those are the wide receivers that are available right now which is why i got darren sproles right there
2: it's really ugly and by the way that legarrett blunt pick was gross i hate myself for it i'm gonna go to arby's and i'm gonna drink gin until three o'clock in the morning after that
1: Okay. It's, it's pretty rough out there right now. I, my, my eyes right now are actually on Hunter Henry as my next pick. Oh, baby. So I'm going to go tight end. I don't have much Hunter Henry. Might as well do this, and it's done. I just got Hunter Henry. Um, so right. Hunter Henry, I just got at 129. Marlon Mack at 128, went right before me. And Russell Wilson went at 127. So this draft has legitimately just been running backs and mostly wide receivers just being picked after pick, after pick, after pick. I just want yeah. to
0: point out that you took Hunter Henry over your boy Eric Ebron.
1: I did. I did. Part of it is it's twofold, Tom. It one of them. one of, One of the reasons is I have so much Eric Ebron, but the <laughs> other reason is the the Ebron hamstring stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. So there, there's the upside. Hunter Henry could be very, very good, uh, mm-hmm. especially given you know if we look at trajectory of what rookie tight ends have ever done. I mean, he's in he's in elite company with what he did from a touchdown standpoint last year. Um, and he was a great, great prospect. So I, I think Hunter Henry has a lot of upside this season, and that's that's the main reason why I, I did that there. I think Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron are both viable options though at this point.
0: Do you like um, Hooper?
1: I love Austin Hooper, yeah. I think that he's a, a very, he's still very good too green sleeper or still tight end. Developing? Yeah, there's just – I mean, there's the downside. I think that he's still a, a – a risky tight end, but he definitely fits the mold of the, the typical breakout that we see, like out of a Tyler Eifert, Travis Kelsey, physical athletic or tight end in a good offense. So I could see it happening. It's just at this point, I felt a little bit better about Hunter Henry.
2: Well, I'm about to make an unfortunate pick Uh 10th round, 132nd pick overall. Uh, I'm going to take Lamar Miller's backup. Oh, Deontay Foreman.
1: Deontay Foreman. There we go.
2: Did you guys know that in Foreman's last two years in college, he averaged 150 yards from scrimmage per game?
1: Yeah, he got. Yeah, he got so much volume in college. My fear, my my biggest fear with Deontay Foreman, and I said this uh, after the draft. He's he's such a high variance prospect. Like he has such an insane ceiling because his his workout metrics are great. Well, uh, his he did a pro day, but. His workout metrics are great. He's a freak of nature. He had great rushing share, r- rushing market share numbers. The problem is he didn't catch passes. And, and the the best comp, the best production comp, that I could pot, that I could find or think about for him is like he's like a poor man's Andre Williams. So you you have the downside. Good God! You have the downside of being poor man's. I, I mean, I mean from an extreme standpoint because Andre Williams is like an extreme, right? But he's a poor man's Andre Williams in that. I don't think he's had as bad as Andre Williams like profile-wise. Uh, but yeah. no, no, it's not it's not like I think that Andre no, it's not like that. Not like that at all. I <laughs> from, from what I've what I've learned cuz I haven't been prospecting that long and I'm going to be wrong about this stuff and but I did a lot of research especially this off-season and the number one thing that I found was that even if running backs are not pass catchers at the NFL level, they were generally at the college level. And that's mm. That's the general fear that I have with Deontay Foreman. I everything else he checks the box, and I think that he's the perfect fit in the Houston system as an early down back because they do have pass catching backs. Right. So I, I think that he can fit and work really, really well in Houston. Uh, but he and and he's a freak. I mean, he's a he's nuts, man. He could be a very, very uh, interesting back.
0: I have. a I have you a, look at? Do you look at spark score like when you say you kind of got more into college prospecting? Did you start looking at that more too?
1: Yeah, I look at the spark stuff. I'm, I'm much more interested in college production. Um, it, it seems to correlate a lot smoother to the NFL. Uh, if you look at successful running backs and successful wide receivers at, at the NFL level, most of the time they were good in college from a production standpoint, whereas that's not the case from an athleticism standpoint all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm just much more interested in, in their market share numbers and how they, uh, how, how they just generally perform, what their, what their touchdown market share was at the, at the college level and so on, and, and adjusting a little bit for competition.
0: Gotcha. There's a couple of guys like that who are still out there in this draft who it will be interesting to see where they go. I think you and I both know who we're talking about a guy you picked up off the waiver wire in the, uh, in that Chris Harris, uh, yes. that we're in. Yes, I did. I did.
2: Oh man. Guys, the Odo Beckham injury doesn't look great, by the way.
0: Ooh. What are they saying? Mm, he got hit I mean, with a helmet and a leg?
2: Yeah, it's I mean his his ankle rolled up really, really weird, weird looking. I don't know. I that, that's that's my, my medical opinion is that it looked really weird.
0: Did he get hit because he couldn't see the guy coming? Because he he burned his retinas out looking at the sun today.
2: Uh, maybe, yeah. Can we talk about how Odell Beckham,
0: like our president, was staring at
2: the solar eclipse today? <laughs> he, he was staring it down, saying, "You know, I'm going to own the sun." Boom. Well, I hope that Odell's
0: okay. That Let's would say. suck.
1: We have to undo care. a pick really quick because Trump's. there was an auto selection there we go okay people were taking over over the time limit for these picks
2: come on guys
1: yeah so i didn't hear i wasn't paying attention to a single thing you guys were just saying oh and that's you different were that's so
2: different things.
1: than yeah <laughs> what were you gonna say denny were you
2: gonna I, give me a snarky response yeah Well, you said you're not paying attention i said how is that different from any other time in the podcast it's true it's not even wrong
1: i i also have an app that tunes out denny
2: I mean, I, I, we, we haven't even recorded at the same time for three years. We just do. Like...
1: <laughs> Denny, Denny sends me his clip and then I just fill it in with, with what I want to say <laughs> <laughs> to recap what's going on. I took Hunter Henry at one twenty nine. then Cam Newton went right after then Mohammed Sanu, because that's the way that this draft is going. Then Deontay Foreman to Denny and then Tom with a great pick, I think, and Devin Funchess. Yeah, uh, Tyler Lockett, another pick that's pretty interesting to to Nico at 134, Josh Doxson at 135, DeAndre Washington, who I like a lot, to Denver at 136, and then Cole Beasley, who's going to have uh, a relatively high floor, uh, to uh, to Dave Radouge at 137.
0: I love it when you guys say left. that I picked a good. When when you guys say that I had a good pick, it just makes me you, so happy.
1: You yeah. tingle a little bit all over your body. Come-
0: I'm gonna order some room service to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, by the way, uh Tom is drafting, you know, from a luxurious uh hotel room. Uh it's uh, it has it has four bedrooms in it, is that right?
0: Uh it no is,
2: he's, be- he's been I had
0: four <laughs> No, I but I did have four um little uh coffee cups here that I could use if I wanted to make a little coffee.
1: Wow, what a what a life, I had
0: four man. washcloths, I think, in the bathroom. Wow. They were clean. That, that, it, that, that,
1: that, that's that, that's what Hollywood gets you,
0: man.
2: Yeah, that goes that goes hand in hand with the four hundred dollars champagne you've been drinking this whole this whole <laughs> time. <so. Exactly. laughs>
0: shower and champagne, boys.
2: Yeah. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> still. No, I'm staying in a Double Tree. I'm staying
0: in a Double Tree because I get treated right.
2: That's right.
1: And you're film what are you, you're filming Thirteen Reasons Why right now, right?
0: Yes I am. I am uh we're in season two of Thirteen Reasons Why. Apparently there's twenty-six reasons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's just good math. That's
1: great math. That's phenomenal math. <laughs> We have people that are still taking a very long time to make their selections. I might actually change the (laughs) timer.
0: Go to one minute? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for that. Uh, Are you going to warn anybody, or are you just going to do it?
1: I'm just going to do it at the end of this round.
2: Put on your diapers, folks.
1: (laughs) At the end of round 10, so we have one more pick. So Kenny Stills went 138, and then Nelson Aguilar went 139. I this is just the, the, the wide receivers that are yep. left. Anquan Bolden's still on the top of the list because of course. Then Robert Woods, then Marquise Lee, then JJ Nelson, Alan Hearns. We're in the eleventh round. Then our Darius Stewart, Brashad Perriman, Curtis Samuel. I mean, it's a it's a disaster right now.
2: I mean, we're talking like we're gonna see guys like Benny Cunningham go off the board eventually in this league.
0: <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a this- deep league the player pool is going to be depleted.
2: I mean, you're, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to be excited. You're going to be thrilled to get, um, to get, uh, West. You're going to be like, Oh, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like at, at some point, I think that we do need to end this podcast because yeah. people do not want us talking about, uh, God. Jesse James that much. They right. just don't. They don't need it, that.
2: Yeah, and I mean, who's if you're listening this long, you're, you're one of the hardcore types.
1: That's true. If you're listening this long, what's the code word that they should tweet at the LTS account? Oh, oh, code word is
2: 29 reasons, or oh, wait, wait, what was it? Uh, 26 <laughs> reasons why.
1: Hashtag, hashtag 26 reasons why. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Uh, the only people who are going to listen to this particular episode of LTS is going to be the people who are in this draft.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's very true. It was a, you know what? It, I was amazed that people like actually, when we said that we might not do the draft episode and people were like, no, you should do the draft episode. It was like, who the hell listens to the draft episode? Like this, this episode <laughs> is, is trash. It's us just shooting the shit, drafting fantasy teams and being bad at it.
2: But listen, if you play it backwards at half speed with, um, uh, we, we, what's that movie? Uh, Dark Side of oh, uh, Wizard of Oz? We, we, yes, with Wizard of Oz. I mean, I, I just butchered the joke. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if you play backwards, half-speed, Wizard of Oz, it will un- unlock the keys to fantasy success for 2017. So try that.
0: Uh, breaking news from my brother-in-law, who's a Giants fan. He says that Odell's walking around and seems okay. Oh, dear. Okay. Sorry, um, that, that has nothing to do with the podcast, because by this point, when people listen to it, they'll know that he
1: Yeah, but it's good that they can see they can hear our reactions to it.
2: <laughs> they hear us
1: hear us unflinching.
2: Oh oh the, the live tilt is always
1: interesting. Yeah the live tilt's always good.
0: Yeah what was Jonathan Williams Denny. Denny what was more upsetting hearing that Odell might have hurt his ankle or me sniping Adrian Peterson?
2: Mm, you know what I'm gonna I, I you know nothing against the the devastating uh, move that you put on <laughs> me uh, but I'm gonna go with Odell because I have him on two dynasty teams that could not survive without him. So uh, I think it was him.
1: I'm gonna say it's
0: it's the Adrian Peterson. Sounds like it is.
2: I mean, I wasn't even guys. I didn't even cry. I didn't even cry at all. Almost, uh, almost at all about.
0: That's why I went to the bathroom. I couldn't watch you cry. (laughs)
2: Exactly. I look at all. I did. All I
1: did was I gagged, and then my eyes got teary. But that was it. We have Diego going right now, and then Nico, and then you guys are up. So I'm going to recap really quick. Oh, I said Cole Beasley, then Kenny Stills and Nelson Aguilar. 140 was Taylor Gabriel. 141, Latavius Murray. 142, Jonathan Williams. 143, Kirk Cousins. 144, Paul Richardson. Denny's tilting because I'm sure Jonathan Williams is on his radar. Uh,
2: yeah, big time. Because
1: he's a truther. I think we're going to we're gonna do this podcast through this round we're going to sign off after this round and we're going to say goodbye to you all because this podcast is going nowhere. But we thank you for listening. To you know,
2: Story. I, you know, I have to say before we sign off, I I'm fighting the urge to bring back once again, the working out on the beach take, because <laughs> I feel like it was misunderstood by a lot of
1: listeners. <laughs> bring it back. Ex- ex-
0: explain. Yep. Clarify. Uh, yeah.
2: the, the clarification is this. Uh, if you're working out on the beach, it's good because it is a good workout, right? Um, sure, op- huh?
0: why is it good? Why is it good on the beach? Cause it's, oh, you're yeah. outside and it's nice. The air is nice.
2: Well, it's, it's hot as hell and it's hard to run in sand. I mean, that's like, that's, that's devastating. I, I, I can't do it, it and resistance. I don't, yeah. And I don't do it. I mean, like I said, like on Twitter, you know, Walter Payton uh, uh, running uphill in sand in 1983—it looks like the most difficult thing a human can possibly do. So, um, so it's it's a great workout. I, I just—I mean, I just find it amazing that some that uh, someone can do that and then and then you know not not work out at home. That's that's the thing for me. I'm on the clock. So, can you all just shut up for a second? Thank you.
1: Tom just got Marquise Lee. I'm going to recap some more. Kirk Cousins, 143. Paul Richardson, 144. Malcolm Mitchell, 145. Andrew Luck, 146. Will Fuller, 147. Marquise Lee to Tom at 148. And Denny is up. And I'm going to say that Denny is going to get a... Let me look at his roster. I'm going to say that he's going to get a running back... And that running back mm-hmm. is going to be Shane Vereen. Oh, my God. I just oh! I picked it. <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it. Wow. What a pick. Wow.
0: I can't believe I took Marquise Lee and I have Alan Robinson. Such a dope.
1: <laughs> well, at least there's trading. Because, uh, you know, Marquise Lee is a How did you know he was going to do Shane Vereen? How did that you was... know? I just i had a feeling. He you knows know what how I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go double tight end and get Eric Ebron after getting hunter henry so now i got both
2: mm, well, all in hey, listen tom when you can invest heavily in the jacksonville air game i think you have to do it
0: <laughs> this is the opposite of you guys telling me that i made a good pick <laughs> i don't like this part i mean
1: chad oh, henning chad henning man it's amazing all right this round is about to end i think that this podcast should also end tom do you have any uh, parting parting words for our listeners
0: I just want to say that I enjoyed this, my second year in the league, and uh, I love it. I think it's so much fun. I am also a big fan and listener of this podcast, so for me, it's an honor.
1: We love you, Tom. Denny, why don't you say something that's worse than what Tom just said? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm retiring the beach take forever, first of all, and and you can find me at C.D. Carter 13 for the best tweets. Uh, and Also, check out DraftDayConsultants.com. We can step in for you.
1: If you can't make your draft, uh, trust me, we have a we have a good team. Check us out. And you can also follow Tom on Twitter at Tom E Scott, and you can watch his his shows and his movies. His show, I'm sorry, like we talked about earlier, very very good. I'm JJ Zachary, so you can follow me on Twitter at Late Round QB. I also have another podcast, The Late Round Podcast, and all my work over on NumberFire.com. Please read it. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and if you made it this far, remember the hashtag to tweet at the LTS account. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening
0: to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast.
2: Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football
0: info, check out makegroundqb.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.